Hey guys, it's Brad with College Sportscast, and we are presented by the Fanboys. guys can you hear me i can hear you so hopefully hopefully everybody else can too yeah all right i just making sure sometimes this things run a little slow when i first do that opening anyway it's brad with college sportscast welcome to the show welcome to college sportscast i have a guest on with me tonight i'll get to that in just a minute but uh welcome to college sportscast i am at Bluegrass Brads, that's actually what's behind me there. Um, we are, I am Bluegrass Brad, by the way, and uh, we are sponsoring College Sportscast uh, as well as the Fanboys and Greenville Sports Media now. And I uh, just want to put that out there to start the show out. So, tonight, we have Coleman Scott on from Talking Kentucky on with us. How you doing, Coleman? I'm doing great, Brad. Thanks for having me on. Uh, as always, gosh, I think I've been on, I think this is my third show I've done with you because we did one back in the football season and then yep. one after the tel- terrible uh, bowl loss on uh, yeah. New Year's Eve. On New Year's and, Eve, yeah. So glad we're here under better circumstances. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we did one during football season, and that was when we were just on the podca- uh, Podbean podcast. Right. Yeah. Uh, as, a, as an audio thing, we did one then. I think it was kind of early in the football season, I believe. It was right after we lost to Ole Miss. Yeah. It was. Okay. Uh, it was. Yeah. So I guess I only come on your show after football losses, it seems, except for, <laughs> except for tonight. So, right. can't lose well, we'll play. So, yeah, yeah, they're not playing right now. So, yeah. 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 So that, that's a good thing. But so Coleman does a show called Talking Kentucky. Um, if you guys are around and know his show, he is doing a great podcast. Him and Caden are on together, and uh, they 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 have a little humor in their show. Um, of course, they cover all things Kentucky um, when it comes to Kentucky sports, just about. Um, but catch their show. They do a great show. As a matter of fact, I seen a little thing on a post that you made today. Congratulations, I guess. Today is actually the yeah. one-year anniversary It is indeed. of Talking Kentucky, I saw. Yeah, we've come a long way since that first episode. It, as you know, like, you know, when you're first trying to get into this, you know, it's a lot harder than you would think to hop on and, and talk about stuff. And we did our first, I think, four or five shows pre-recorded 
Uh, we didn't start doing them live until, you know, we had already done a few shows and, um, even doing it pre-recorded, like it was still hard. Um, yeah. but, uh, glad we do them live now. It's great having the comments. Um, for anybody listening, we, we go live now every Friday night at seven o'clock central, eight o'clock Eastern, um, on our Facebook page, which is just talking Kentucky. Uh, that's where we do most of our stuff, but, um, we're on Spotify and Apple podcasts and we, we have a YouTube channel too. We put all our episodes on along with some other stuff. So we're kind of, kind of everywhere. So. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do a great job. Check them out. I just, I want to give them all the props. Coleman is a great friend. He's helped me out along the way here trying to learn. Cause I like Coleman, I started just a few months after he did not knowing really anything about how to do all this stuff. And, uh, you know, along the way, I've talked to him a few times. We've become pretty good friends. I've been on his show once, I think, and now yeah, we're gonna have a- you on again. This, yeah. Now that we're in the off season, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And this is the third time now he's been on our show. So, but we always have fun together. Um, we talk on the phone occasionally, every once in a while. We, uh, you know, so he's a great dude. Matter of fact, one of these days, maybe I'll get him on here and he'll play his trumpet. Yeah, maybe I can play. I don't know how that would come across on the stream, you know, but for one of these days, you know, we'll try to do it. There's a lot of trumpet players in Kentucky sports media. Adam Webb that does Wildcat Sports Talk is a former trumpet player. Matt Jones used to play trumpet. So really? there's, there's a lot Matt of Matt Jones plays played trumpet. He did, yeah, all through all through high school. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. So I, I, I had I don't no know. idea. There's a connection with trumpet in, in Kentucky. So yeah. Well, I'm I, listen. I can sing, actually, pretty good. I used to be a really good singer a long time ago. Um, and I was all state and all that good stuff, um, which you know what that is. Being in band, it's same thing Thank in you. chorus as well. So, right. I was I was a really good singer at one time, but I can't play anything. So, <laughs> well, I'm the opposite. You know, I can play trumpet sometimes, but I can't. I can't really sing. So. <laughs> We can, we can, uh, we're a, we're a whole musician when we combine our skills. So, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. All right. So, with Coleman on, of course, we're going to do a Kentucky show tonight. I haven't actually done a Kentucky show, a full blown Kentucky show, I don't think since Coleman was actually on with us. And that was New Year's Eve, right? It was. Yeah. Or no, no, it was New Year's Day. It was. I think it was New Year's Eve because it was. It was after the bowl game and the Louisville basketball game, which were on That's New Year's right. Eve. So it I was think New I, Year's Eve this yeah, year. Yeah, it was New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It was. All we right. So bowl this year we were in the we were in the music. Or what, right. Yeah, it was. It was, the, it was the Music City Bowl. So, I was thinking that it was. Yeah, the we're not. Place. We weren't yeah. good enough to to plan New Year's Day this year. Yeah. 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 So, so it it was. It was the Music City Bowl, and yeah. uh, that game was horrible. Yeah, I, I let's, let's not that. even. Yeah, let's yeah. not even talk about that one at all. because yeah. that game was horrible. <laughs> it That's wasn't horrible. even. Yeah, it was terrible. All right, so I guess we'll get started. This about a week ago now. I guess it's probably been. Um, Coach Cal was on the Dan Patrick show, and he made some pretty big headlines on two different topics, at least, on the Dan Patrick Show. The first one was 
NIL. And with NIL, he basically stated that Kentucky wasn't going to guarantee money, that Kentucky sure should um, speak for itself, and that you should want to come to Kentucky to play ball and not because they can offer you X amount of dollars. Um, and he made headlines with that, that right after that. I know right before that, I believe uh, the news had come out that Hunter Dickinson was probably not going to consider Kentucky because they wouldn't uh, guarantee him money. And sure enough, he went to Kansas. So, Coleman, I wanted to start out with that with you you know what what's your take on coach cal's stance on the nil um you know possibly and we did lose out on hunter dickinson with with the stance and you know what do you think about all that well the thing that gets me about the nil stuff is yeah maybe you should come to kentucky because it's Kentucky. And sure, I can get behind that. I think that's part of what's been wrong the past few years is the guys we've had on our team haven't been true Kentucky boys that have always dreamed about putting on the blue and white and going to play for Kentucky. I think that having that passion on the team is really important. But my thing is, what are we gaining by having that stance? Like, by having the stance of we're not going to you know, pay you to come here. We're not going to guarantee money for you to come here. Uh, you know, what? what's the point of that? Because the, I, to me, there's no gain in that. It's just, it's it's all about like we're losing these players, right, that are going to Kansas. And Hunter Dickinson even said on a in an interview the other day that he ended up going to Kansas. Uh, because they guaranteed him, because from, they, from, from, what I had, from what I heard, it was at least over $2 million a year. Yeah, from what I heard. Yeah, well, I I heard it was four million. It might be four, but I know that it was at least over two. Oh so yeah, Josh, Joshua Hart's on with us. He actually does a little stuff with Coleman and uh, talking Kentucky. So yeah, I, I want to I want to say hi to him. He actually comes stops by my show on occasions. A lot of time yeah. he talks with me too and stuff. So Josh Josh was pre Josh pretty good dude. I, I like when. He's on the show as well. He's probably surprised to see you on Coleman because I didn't tell him, <laughs> yeah. and you probably didn't either, right? No, I didn't. Yeah, I'm, I was surprised. You know, I didn't know I was going to be on here until right. I mean, we, Josh, yeah. we kind of threw this together in the last like four or five hours. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. This this is the real fresh channel. He's part of the Fanboys team, and I just wanted gotcha. to put him up. Uh, uh, a friend of mine, and he's helped, and he does his own podcast, and he has his own channel um, as well. So, but you know, so you asked, yep. yeah, what, what are we the nil thing? Yeah, you asked yeah, what like we have to gain. So, yeah, exactly. Here's here's where I think Cal is right. Okay, and it's not actually happening. Okay, but. Last fall, the NCAA come out and said that it's still an NCAA violation for the school to be involved in the money portion of it. Right. Well, they and, did and, and come the out. They did come out and say that. Okay. Yeah. Now, that's not what's happening in this new NIL world. Okay. It's all not, these schools. All these schools are being involved with it, 
they are guaranteed money, whether yeah. that is through the athletic department, whether that's through the coaches. There, but the school itself is involved with it. And if you know, there is a chance that some of these schools could get burnt by yeah. by being guaranteeing money and and being involved with it. And in my in the way I view it is is that Cal is taking the correct stance. Yeah, no, I think he However, is. I do agree with you, Coleman. It is hurting us. It is hurting us. Um, and I have to wonder too, like, how much of it is Mitch Barnhart? Because I know Mitch Barnhart is a very conservative kind of guy when it he comes is, to these and it could be a lot of it could be Mitch Barnhart. But and but my thing is with the NCAA, like it's not the schools that are that are promising money necessarily. On paper, it's the collectives. It's these like kind of third parties. And that's where so the third parties can guarantee the money, but the school is not supposed to be involved with it. And that'll change. Like eventually, like I think some things are going to change to where how it's happening right now. That's not going to be able to happen anymore. And yeah. I think there's going to be some stipulations to where the position that Kentucky is taking is the position everybody will have to take. I think Kentucky might be scared that they're going to get punished. They're going to get burned down the road. Well, and Kentucky always that. takes the hit. And there's, they do, yeah, we got. There are other schools that, that gets away with stuff, and Kentucky don't get away with it. And you know that. Yeah, as yeah as well. that's that's right. Yeah, we got the target on our back. But the thing is, with all these other schools, you know, Tennessee, Miami. Kansas, Arkansas, that are having that have these big collectives to just pay anybody whatever they want, you know, they're they're doing it anyway. And it's like, are they going to really be punished? Like, is the NCAA gonna punish everybody? You know, they it's it's kind of that stance of well, they 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 can't punish all of us, so let's all do it together. It seems like yeah, Kentucky, I, I can't I think you. of another school besides I can't think of another school besides Kentucky, really that. That is that is taken. Well, the Alabama, Saban is kind of taking that stance. Yeah, Saban's yeah. kind of taking that stance with Alabama football. But a uh, basketball, you know, I bet um, basketball a little bit. Alabama football, a Saban's kind of yeah. taking that stance. Um, so yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, and he, but again, he's a little old school, and, and you know, yeah, and stuff like that. So you know. Um, yeah, but so you know you've got the two biggest, most well-known. You got Alabama football and Kentucky basketball, who are both kind of taking that stance. You know what I mean? Absolutely, and yeah. they both kind of take the stance of like we're the best of the best. Right, people are going to want to come here because we're because of our because brand. of who we are. Yeah, but that goes that goes back to. Yeah, and I don't really think we're losing out on a lot of guys. I, I think that at least the freshmen, the people that we're recruiting out of high school, we're obviously not missing out on them because we have the number one recruiting class coming in with DJ Wagner right. and you know Aaron right. Bradshaw, who by the way is is a, officially said that he's coming to Kentucky as of yeah, today. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. The these kind of you know got rid of the rumors there, but uh, yeah, it, it's 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 just like. Um, how is that helping us necessarily because of these transfers like Hunter Dickinson, like they're just going to go where the money is. Um, and, but, well, I mean, and you can't blame him. That's what he's looking for. I mean, he's yeah. been at Michigan for three years 
And from everything I've heard, he made less than a hundred thousand dollars in, in NIL last year mm-hmm. uh, uh, for Michigan. And the only reason why he's transferring is to go to a place where he can cash in basically. Yeah, no, I can't blame him for it. I, mean, I guess that's what I was trying to say earlier. I'll go back to that is these, uh, I, I can't think of another guy besides Hunter Dickinson that we've really missed out on directly because of NIL is, is right. kind of what I'm trying to think. But so maybe it's not going to affect us in the long run as much as we think it is. But I guess, again, what are we gaining? Because you can't tell me we don't have $4 million to offer uh, Hunter Dickinson. I bet that money is there somewhere. Like if we really wanted Hunter Dickinson, I bet we could guarantee that money. I don't think we're not guaranteeing it because we don't have it. I think it's because we we just don't want well, to. I mean, so after the season was over with, it was told that Oscar made $4 million last year. And I don't think that – that's probably not true. I don't know if that's true or yeah. not, but it was that's told funny. that he made yeah. $4 million. Uh-huh. Yeah. So – but how yeah. much of that is outside, you know, company – you know, I think it's – NIL is great for like companies that want to do advertising and deals with the players that way. But the way it's happening right now through these collectives where it's pretty much just like signing a contract to play in the NBA just doesn't feel right. So right. hopefully that'll change. The, and the He's, other thing that was, there was a big deal out of the Dan Patrick show with Cal's comments was he basically said, I got six more years and I plan on being there six years. I'm not going anywhere. Um, so, and, you know, there's been lots of talk and rumors and everything and displeasure with Cal and Kentucky the last two or three years. And in my opinion, rightfully so, Kentucky has a certain standard and they really have not met that the last three years. Um, so, and, and it's been a full three years. That is not including the year that COVID ended everything. I'm not including that year. Um, you know, so I, I, you know, you look at the way Kentucky standards have been, have always been the last three years has been under those standards. So Cal coming out and saying, Hey man, I got three or six years left on my contract. I plan on being there. You know, um, is it pretty, big and bold statement, especially right like within 12 hours after Hunter Dickinson, you know, picks Kansas over Kentucky, he's on there saying, I'm not going nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, I got nervous like when I heard that initially because I was like, man, I just don't know if I can take six more years of, of Cal, you know, but then I thought, well, how many things that Cal has said in the past six years, have ended up being him telling the truth. <laughs> it's yeah. like not many. So it, like he doesn't tell the truth about injuries, didn't tell the truth about really anything. So, I mean, who knows if he actually meant that or not? I mean, I don't think we should read into it that much. I think we just kind of, he. I, but we do know that if he wants to be here for the next six years, he is going to be here the next six years and there's nothing we can do about it. So we may as well just hope for the best. So Unless there's just enough heat on him that they don't have a choice to can him. And, yeah, you know, Talk and I'm going to be honest with you. Cal, Cal has, 
I mean, he's probably earned enough to ride a few years out if he wants to. Mm -hmm. I don't know. If, I don't know if he can ride out nine years if no. he wants to. <laughs> yeah, when's when's that? Like, when is the buyout going to even become affordable? I don't know, because it's still yeah. like eighty million dollars, right? Yeah. So, right. Yeah. I think Jimbo Fisher at Texas A and M is in a very similar situation uh, than Cal is because i mean it's he not is. like jimbo's a bad coach i mean he's won a national championship right i think he's just won the one but so is cal um and uh he has the potential to make texas a&m great again but is he going to who knows uh and the by the buyout's too big to get him to go so they right. just kind of have to write it out so well i tend to think and and, and i could be wrong on this coleman but I tend to think if if there's an explosion between uh, Petrino and Jimbo Fisher down there this year and they have another terrible year like they had last year, I kind of think they, they might get Jimbo. All right, what is Josh saying here? They should have never started in ideals for players. You come to these schools, yes, to play basketball, but also as an education basketball well so i don't have a problem with a player who has been here who has proven themselves to make some money i don't have a problem with that that in my mind is where nil should have stayed it is not about um it's what what here's what nil has actually become josh to me They've turned college sports into AAU basketball in the 90s. That's what college sports now is AAU basketball. That, that's exactly what it is. Um, you know, it's, oh, well, one week this person says they'll offer you this, and then three weeks later, oh, well, you know, we can do better. You need to come over here, and you can just move and transfer. These kids are transferring in January in football and then turn around and transferring in April and transferring out and not even spending a year there. And I mean, it's, it, they, they basically have made this AAU basketball from the nineties. That's what they've done. Yeah. I can, I it's, can agree. it's, it's just a wild and crazy freelance. It I is. can renege, I can renege and leave and go wherever I want and take whatever amount of money. And they're, if they don't put down some actual um, guidelines that are enforced soon, it's going to get way, way too far out of hand. Yeah. That's my take on it. No, it will. No, I, I agree. But I think they will. I think they're going to have to soon. Um, also don't think that a lot of this money that's being promised to the players ends up actually happening. Because it's not like they sign a contract or anything. It's, I think it's just verbal guarantees. Yeah, I mean the, um, you know the the quarterback in Miami. I think it was. Yeah, right? yeah. The quarterback yeah. was off out of high school. Offered was what was supposedly guaranteed nine million dollars. Yeah, that's insane. And it's just like, like that's and of course it did. They reneged on it. It fell through, and, and then he leaves. You know, that was yeah. like. 
around first of February mm-hmm. when all that when all that happened. You yeah. know. So uh all right, Coleman, we'll kind of move on to the the roster, some transfers. Um, so transfers out. Was there any transfers out that surprised you from Kentucky? From Kentucky. Uh, from bet we're talking basketball, I guess. Yeah. Right. Um, that surprised me. No, I don't think so. I don't think I was surprised by any of them. I'm trying to think, go through because who do we have? All that transfer we had. I, uh, I, I will say that I was originally surprised by Uganda, but then yeah, but it didn't have that happen. Yeah, but then I, he could, well, I, could agree, I could agree with that. Um, but we had yeah. Severe, right? We had Damian Collins transfer out. CJ Frederick, who am I missing? Um, yeah, Frederick was a little bit of a. Well, I'll say this. I didn't expect him to transfer. I thought he would just quit yeah. playing basketball. I did too, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think he'd transfer. So, but, yeah. uh, but no, yeah. I'm not surprised that anybody is not playing next year that was going to. So, all right. So, transfers in. Of course, they went after Hunter Dickinson, didn't mm-hmm. get him. He's in mm-hmm. Kansas. He's going to be at Kansas next year. Um, the transfer portal actually closes today at midnight. Tonight, yeah, at midnight. I, I knew it was Thursday. There's all these weird, random deadlines. <laughs> yeah, this the deadline. The, the 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 college basketball transfer portal closes today. Yeah, because of that, over the last couple of two or three days, there's been a few names that has popped up that Kentucky has contacted. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> um, they actually had somebody in t- yesterday and today, the Johnson kid from San Diego State, at for a visit. Um, you know, he's like a six-seven kid. There's about three six-seven kids here that they're that they're looking at, and I, I want to mention all of them. Um, well, there's two, and then there's another big guy that I was going to mention here, but there's some that's coming out here. He's one of them. And then yesterday there was some news that Kobe Brown from Missouri actually might put his name in the portal. And if he does, that Kentucky was going to hard press for Kobe Brown. Um, You know, Kobe Brown played at Missouri last year um, and had a pretty stellar season last year. Was he? I can't remember. Wasn't he a guard? He's a no. He's a forward. He's about six seven. Okay, he's about six six or six seven, six somewhere okay. around there. Um, Not the, didn't they have a point guard that was really good too? They did. Okay, maybe I'm they thinking did. of him though. Okay, but yeah, they I remember did. that name. Yeah, when we played them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, he had. I mean, he had some twenty five and thirty point games against some good. He he scored twenty five against us. Yeah. Um, you know, he was. If I'm not mistaken, he was first or second team All SEC uh, mm-hmm. last year at Missouri, and he would be a great pickup. And then about two or three hours ago, um, there was a name that has been put in the in the draft from NC State. He is a seven foot one center who was a four star kid that we recruited but didn't offer, but he was 
ranked as the 40th player in one of the in one of the you know uh, rankings. I'm not sure. I didn't look at it which one it was. I think it was I think it was on three, I believe, but because that's where I, that's who was telling the story. Um, I'm trying to think of the kid's name. Isaiah something starts with an M, but I can't remember the kid's name right now. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember what his name is, but I, yeah, I know who you're talking about. But he is uh, <clears throat> there. There, he's seven foot one. And he redshirted this past year at NC State. He's only been there one year. So if he does transfer and come to wherever he goes, he would technically have four years remaining. But there's a catch. He's one of those kids who's put his name in the NBA draft. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. But he didn't play last year. You know, yeah. I, he is seven one and has some talent, but the interesting, the real interesting uh, thing about this story is this. So, guess who he's been working out with? Who's that? Ugana. Oh, there you go. Yeah, him and Ugana. Him and Ugana have been working out together. Well, for the for the last month. Yeah. Well- all these big guys that were recruiting, though, I mean, that tells me, and I didn't really think he was ever coming back to begin with, but that tells me that Chris Livingston isn't coming back, um, which he's still kind of on the fence. Like, if we're going after this, the Kobe, if we go after the Kobe Brown kid, if we go after this kid this from Johnson San Diego kid. State, yeah, yeah, from San Diego State, that tells me maybe Oscar or Chris Livingston isn't going to come or, back. Or the power both. forward thing. Yeah, or both. Um yeah, but I th- I think it's also possible that we could get Chris Livingston and Oscar back, which would be crazy. I think it's unlikely, but I think it's still possible. Um, I thought Chris Livingston was certainly gone um, probably a couple weeks ago, but as of this week, I, I think there's a chance you know he could come back again. Yeah, so. so you know we can we can talk about some of those guys too. I mean, as far as the roster for next year and stuff, the the G League Combine begins in two days. It's like the thirteenth yeah, or yeah. something like that, right? And, yeah. and there, and we have two players that's been invited to the G League Combine, and that is Reeves and Toppin. Reeves mm-hmm. and Toppin. I forget Reeves hasn't decided officially to come back. Right, right. So Reeves and Toppin have been invited to the G League in the the draft combine. And how that works is is about the top 12 to 15 players out of that combine will then be invited to the – official NBA draft combine that starts on the 15th, um, which is Monday. Now, Oscar, Kaysen, and Livingston have all been invited to the official NBA draft combine. So that is a little bit of good news as far as them being possibly drafted to get that invite. Um, I'm going to tell you, 
I know that we all have a little bit of hope that they that they will come back or one or two or three or whatever will come back. I would love to have Oscar back. You have no idea. In my opinion, yeah. if Oscar could come back, I think in three years, Oscar would be one of the top five players that's ever played at Kentucky. Oh, Statistic yeah. wise and everything else. I mean, if you look, yeah. he will definitely be the leading rebounder that Kentucky's ever had. Mm-hmm. The all time leader in rebounds. Matter of fact, he's only like 126 rebounds away not far. right now. Right yeah. now, after two years. <laughs> okay. So yeah. he's going to smash that record. He will likely end up over 1,600 points, um, which will put him in the top 20, 20, 25, you know, 18, 20. 22 players on the all-time list, but that's just in three years where a lot of these players got four years, all right? And, you know, you put him in with steals and and the way he's played and everything else, I one more year, and in my opinion, Oscar would beat five players that's ever played at Kentucky. What do you think? Yeah, he would be. He absolutely would be. I mean, I remember saying that after his first year, like, man, if Oscar comes back for a second year, like he, his jersey's going to be retired. I think it probably already is going to be retired. Yeah, it probably will be. Yeah, because the uh, you know he he's our only our second ever consensus national player of the year, right? The only other one was Anthony Davis, I think. So, like, how do we right. not you know, retire both yeah. of them? So, um. Yeah, or he may have been the only consensus. I don't know. Maybe Anthony Davis probably was. Hey, Clyde. Uh, yeah, Clyde's, Clyde's up here in the comments. Was, yeah. What's up, Clyde? How's it going? Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I hope he comes back. Absolutely. I think we. I really mean, I hope need... he comes back. I'm, I'm just not. Real I just think it's unlikely. That he comes. No, I don't think. I think it's very unlikely. I thought it was much more likely we'd get Hunter Dickinson. I think we. I thought we actually would need Hunter Dickinson because Cal has been pretty adamant that he's going to play Aaron Bradshaw at the four, which he's seven one, and then that would mean Ugana is going to be our only option at five, and that's not where you want to be. Why doesn't? Why won't he play? Why doesn't he want to play? Uh, Bradshaw at the five. I just don't. I don't get that at all. Because I mean, Bradshaw wants to play the four, and and he can well, shoot. yeah, yeah. Well, apparently and, Ugana and, can. And too. the game and the game has changed enough where those seven footers can. If you play that style, the, the problem yeah. is is Calipari has never played that style of ball. Right, right. Well, I think the guys that we've got are going to be attacking the basket and everything. So you we'll know. see because I know that Bradshaw says he wants to play that four as a, uh, you know, going going out and long range shooter as a four and yeah, stuff. We and spreading the we floor. Gotten, we could have used that this year. We won. We would have won the national championship if we had that this year. <laughs> I, well, you know, you had Collins sitting there that if you worked with him enough, well, he he was, yeah. you know, I mean, Collins could shoot the ball from outside. Yeah. You know, um, but my thing is this, that's not something that we've actually seen in, in the Calipari plays a whole lot. So we'll see if that actually 
I've always yeah, thought Josh, Josh I'm right. with you on that. I'm starting to think that that Oscar won't come back. I mean, with the with the uh, um, combine invite. <laughs> Here's my thing: if you put Oscar on the floor with some of these other players, and he dominates and gets 15 or 20 rebounds a game and can score 10 or 12, even 10 or 12 points and get 15, 20 rebounds in this draft combine, somebody's going to take a chance on him and draft him. I would, I would think round. so. I mean, Nobody's going to look at that on, and be guys. like, There's well, no way that if he gets a chance yeah. to be on the floor with some of these same dudes that are going to get drafted, yeah. there's no way that you could, as a scout, that you could sit so. there – and be like, nah, we're not drafting that guy. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. No. He averages a double double, but can he make threes? <laughs> yeah, like nobody's gonna nobody's gonna say that. So I wouldn't think so. I mean, there's people I, that do think so though. So but those people are nuts. I'm telling you, you put no listen, Oscar getting that combine invite was huge for him. Yes, because because he gets to go on the court in front of every NBA team for four or five days competing against these guys. And I'm telling you right now, Oscar is going to be one hungry dude. There's there's no way he's not going to get noticed. The, The combat invite was huge. For sure, because I could see where you could be skeptical if you if you only look at his numbers and think, well, is he going to be able to do that in the NBA? That's one thing, but to actually see him go up against some of these guys, I think is going to be different. So, I think you know, I think that was huge for Oscar. Now, that's Oscar. Kaysen, you don't have to worry about. Kaysen's going to get. Kaysen's going to be top ten or fifteen. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty going, sure. Yeah. You know, so I'm just saying where he's going to get drafted, and he's already gone, gone anyway. He signed with an agent and everything, and and I don't blame him for being where he is. Um, Chris Livingston, yeah, he did get he did get the invite. There was 78 players that were given the invites. There's only 58 picks this time. There's usually 60. There's only 58 this time. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of teams that got their picks taken away from them. There's only 58 this time. Um, you know, gosh, I, it's hard for me to imagine that Livingston gets inside that 58. It just really is. I saw an article, I forget who it was. I didn't, I didn't go into it and read all of it, but it was like Kentucky Insider or something <laughs> like that. Uh, came out with a headline today that said NBA teams are advising Chris Livingston to go back to school, to go back to college. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to me, Chris Livingston is a guy that can have a huge second year jump, kind of like Terrence Jones did in between his first and second year. I don't think there's been a single player that's had a bigger one, the first to second year jump, except maybe PJ Washington. Uh, then Emmanuel quickly, maybe, maybe, 
quickly had a pretty good jump. If I'm thinking of like big guys, yeah, you know, guys yeah. that aren't like if I'm leaving point guards out of it, like I mean, yeah, like I, I think Terrence Jones coming back was vital to us winning a national championship that year, and I think this team can be comparable, and I, I think Chris Livingston can play a similar role on this year's team. Case and it's going ninth. I hope you're right. I hope to go top yeah. ten. We ain't had a top ten for a little while. Actually, had one since. I think he was. Kevin, we haven't had top ten guy guys since Kevin Knox in 2018. That's the last top That's ten. That's insane, guy. isn't it? But then all these guys get in the NBA and they like they put up. They're like crazy. In fact, I saw this. You know, going on a little tangent, Brad. Um, there are four Kentucky players in the playoff right now. Twenty game, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kentucky players are going off. We had three yesterday, all NBA team. Yeah, first, second, third teams. That's me. That means there's top fifteen players in the NBA. Okay. And I I forget who it was. I think it was Shannon Sharp on his not Shaden Sharp, Shannon Sharp on his show with uh, who was I think he Skip Bayless. He does his show with saying, "Man, how is." How has Cal not won like three or four titles with some of these guys with the talent? Oh, I know. Had. I know. Insane. I mean, honestly, yeah. it really is. So Livingston, I'm worried about, but here's the, the kicker with Livingston. Does Livingston transfer? Does he put his name in tonight to transfer if he does come back? Because I think that's a possibility. Yeah, um, I, I really do, guys. And uh, and I know I Kentucky fans. Be... I'm a Kentucky fan. I know Kentucky fans don't want to hear that. I know Kentucky fans yeah. don't want that to happen. But well, I, I think, think the truth Kentucky... is that there is yeah. a chance that Chris Livingston puts his name in the transfer portal. I don't think it wouldn't be because Cal and Kentucky don't want him. I think it would be because he wants to leave. Um, but I, I don't think it would. I think we would prefer to have Chris Livingston. I, I would oh, I do too. If Cal oh, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we'd rather have him than not. So I don't think it would be one of those situations where Cal would say, hey, if you come back, you, you aren't going to get that many minutes. I don't think it'd be one of those situations. Because if he comes back, I think he's starting. No, I think I, I think uh, he'll be a starter next year if he comes back. I really yeah, do. Yeah, because it, if, it, if he came back, I mean, what? It would be Wagner – who else? Well, I mean, you uh, got the three. You you got the three. You know, you 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 got you got uh, Dillingham and Wagner and and Edwards. So, but I'm I, I still think Chris Livingston would be a starter next year. I really do. It start Chris Livingston at the three. You know, so what? what would you would you have Wagner, Dillingham, Chris Livingston, uh, Bradshaw, and Ugana, or Bradshaw and Oscar? Yeah. That'd be pretty. Ins- that'd be a pretty insane five. Yeah. If you got Oscar back, yeah. I just know the Kentucky fans don't want to hear that. I'm just. I'm. I'm trying to tell you guys that it is a possibility. Now, mm-hmm. I actually think, and and call me crazy, if you want to, but I actually believe that there is a chance in the late picks. 50 and below 
or 50 and up, whichever one you want to call it. I think there's a chance that Jacob Toppin gets drafted. Outside yeah. chance. Just his athleticism. Yeah. His length and his athleticism. Mm-hmm. I think there is a chance that Jacob Toppin gets drafted. I really do. I think he's like a you know, sort of – brother's player. already in the league. Everybody NBA. knows. knows his name. They uh, know his athleticism. NBA. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he's sort of like a NBA prototype kind of guy. Like, I mean, I just think he's built like that in terms of – I think that, I think that in my opinion – Toppin has a better chance of sneaking in that 58 than Livingston. Livingston. I, I, I could agree with you there. I That's really my could. opinion. I was shocked when Livingston – I mean, you talked about if I was shocked if any uh, at any transfers. I was shocked at Livingston entering the draft. That would be my, my biggest surprise of people sort of leaving for next year. Clyde brings up a good point. Of uh, you can't enter the transfer portal anymore. The deadline was today, but are you saying that he might enter it today? They have he has till midnight tonight. Yeah, yeah, midnight tonight, and all that means is the paperwork has to be turned in. It don't have to be announced for another two or three days. Right, right. Yep. They have they have like forty eight hours. It don't so it, you know if it was at midnight forty eight hours now it wouldn't really have to be announced till the next day. But yeah. the paperwork has to be turned in, Clyde, by midnight tonight. Just so you know. He just, he just said he's not going <laughs> to enter it. I'm just throwing it out there, Clyde, and I understand. I understand that nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to know that that might happen. But I'm still telling you all that I, I feel like that's – I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy. And I don't think it's saying, crazy. I'm not saying it's definitely happened, Clyde, okay? All right? I'm just saying that there's a possibility that that could happen. That's what I'm saying. All right. So I've talked about Livingston. I've talked about Toppin. Let's get Reeves. Unless Reeves just goes to this G League combine the next two days and absolutely just shows out and gets 25 or 30 points every game, and, you know, just absolutely shows out. I really don't think there's a chance that he gets to the NBA combine, much less gets drafted. I don't think so either, and I think we really need to have Reeves back next year. He's the only true shooter that would be on the roster. I even think we – even the if – The best decision for yeah. Reeves is to come back. It, well, even and for Kentucky, like even if Reeves comes back, we still need to go to the portal and get a shooter because we one don't more. have anybody yeah. like one more, one more because yeah. we do. wouldn't have any if he leaves. Yeah. Right. So, well, I mean, you got Shepard. He's going to be a freshman. Oh, right. I, mean, I think, but you I know, think Cal, Cal's not going to play him as much as he should. No, he's not. So, and yeah. and Kentucky fans better be ready for that because. He's, he's going to be another Dante Allen, and from that from that regard, we're always going to want well, to play. Well, I mean, more. he yeah. might play a little more, but he he's not going to play a. He'll a, he'll a play. He'll play more than Dante did. Yeah, he's not like, like Cal never played Dante. He's not he's not going to be Dante Allen, but like that's that mentality of the fans th- saying, "Hey, you need to play that Kentucky boy more." Like that, I think that's going to be a thing with Reed Shepard. Yeah. Yeah, but so I, out of all of them, 
I think the chance that one of them suits up for Kentucky next year, Reeves is probably the best shot. I would agree with that. Yeah, for sure. And 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 I would put Livingston next. I'm a little reserved on the Livingston one. Let's see if we get through the next two or three days without yeah. some some news that we don't want to hear on that. Right. Um, and then yeah. Oscar. So just so you guys know, the graduates who would be grads uh, players next year, they're not part of this transfer portal deadline. If you've graduated – you actually can transfer anywhere you want as a grad senior. Grad transfer, yeah. Grad transfer. Have you heard so, Lance Ware might go to Louisville? I, I knew that was coming as soon as yeah. I heard. Yeah. I, I, he be, just strikes me as a Louisville guy. Like, I mean, just like – Well, I, I mean, he, he was – I already knew that was coming. Yeah. I actually was hoping – that he might, that it would that he would like St. John's and wind up picking St. John's just to keep him away from Louisville, because yeah. him he, he has that relationship with Kenny Payne already, and you know so. I mean, you see, I, I would hate for him to go there, but he seems like a good fit there. Like, I mean, it seems like it seems like that would be a good nah, fit for him. You don't even but, wanna, you don't you don't want, I I can't stand it. I, it would kill. I me, know. But, yeah, it would. Because I, I mean, as little as he's played, I really like Lance Ware. He is yeah. a great, great young man. He has learned a lot. He has taught a lot on that bench. He, he, when he does come in, the kid does not get pushed around. He can bang and beat with anybody. Yeah. Um, and and he's somebody that you can put in the game. When you got a couple of gun foul trouble that you absolutely can count on that will bang with anybody and grab some rebounds and block a shot or two. You know, we haven't really for, had anybody like that since like DeMarcus. And I'm Cousins. not saying Lance is gonna yeah. score a bunch and all that, but it when you got two guys in foul trouble and you need to plug somebody in, or you got one guy in foul trouble and you need to plug a center in. Lance is somebody that you can count on. Yep. And I and I, and I and I like that about him. And I yep. so I asked you the question, was there one that surprised you? I kind of was surprised about Lance Ware. Because he yeah. stuck it out last year. I thought he would transfer last year. Mm. So, he, so he could have a, a couple I wasn't of years. Surprised. I wasn't surprised he was gonna enter the transfer portal really because I knew we were gonna have like even more big guys coming in this year. But now somehow we've ended up with a situation where we have like none <laughs> except Uganda. So uh we'll see how that plays right. out. Yeah. Oh, but we'll see what I got a feeling Bradshaw will be more down down low and he probably won't like it, but we'll see. <laughs> right. That's what I got. I got a feeling that. All right, so let's get to some football stuff. I think we've touched and covered about all we can cover the basketball side of things. Basketball so. right now. Yeah, I mean, at, at some point you have to kind of say, like, we'll just see you in June. Like, to tell me what the roster is in June, then we'll talk about it. <laughs> so, Yeah, I mean, so these kids, the NBA guys, they have till May 31st to make a final decision. You know, so – uh, whether they're going to come back or not. Now, 
Jacob Toppin and Cason Wallace have already hired agents and they're not coming back. They're going to go the pro route. The ones right. that can't, other ones that come back are, are Oscar and Livingston and Reeves. Yep. Um, <clears throat> you know, right. Uh, that can come back. Um, like I said, I think it's likely that Reeves comes back. I, I kind of was thinking maybe that Oscar would, but I really think this invite's going to change change people, you know, scouts and teams' view on Oscar. I really do. I hope it does. I mean, I hope he comes back, but I, I hope things work out for. I just want the best for Oscar. So, um, yeah, I think football. it will. <laughs> yeah. All right. So football, we had a spring practices. We didn't have a spring game because they're putting down new turf at Kroger Field, Commonwealth. I still call it Commonwealth. Yeah, I've got to still call it Commonwealth, too. I hate it. Yeah, hate I don't know. Hey, yeah. I, I, I really don't like the whole Kroger Field thing. But anyway, yeah. all right. So they were putting down new turf. So um, we didn't have a spring game, but they did have a few – practices Saturday, you know, scrimmages type deals that some of the fans and that they did have a fan day and stuff, um, you know, at, at the, at the spring practices, Devin Leary, the new quarterback from NC state, um, was healthy enough that he, he practiced the entire time with the team. Liam Cohen is back as the OC offensive coordinator, which is an absolute monster hire to get him back in the, in this, you know what I mean? To get him back from the NFL. Um, let's yep. give Stoops some credit on that. That's a monster hire. I mean, yeah. Really. And we're, we're forgetting, uh, I thought we, we shouldn't take for granted that we have Brad White back too. Oh yeah, yeah. Brad, White's, Brad White's definitely been – I think he's been the best defensive coordinator that – honestly, that Ever. I can remember at, yeah. at Kentucky. Yeah, no, I think so too. I mean, between – you take Stoops, Vince Merrow, uh, Liam Cohen, and Brad White, that's a hell of a coaching staff <laughs> right there. Yeah, man. Like, it can't get much better than that. It just can't. It so, is, but I, yeah. listen, it was a huge hire to get Cohen here two years ago, all right? But when he left to go back to the NFL and go to the Rams. I thought he was gone forever. I mean, yeah. for him, for for Stoops to get him back yeah, was an even more – I mean, it, it was just an enormous hire yes. to get him to come back. Yep. Yeah. So – if Kentucky can keep these guys together, we were talking about Brad White and Morrill and, you know, and Stoops and going, if we could keep these guys together for like three years and make a run right here. Yeah. I think, I think Kentucky, I think, I think the nation's going to be surprised at what Kentucky can do. I really do. I, I think, I th when's the 12 team playoffs are, is that next year? Start, not this year, starts, next year. Not this year. It starts in 2024. Please. And I, I have already, I've already been on record to say 
that I believe that Kentucky can sneak in that 12-team playoff. I think they can. I mean, the Citrus Bowl year, we were 11th, I think, when um, yep, one of the Citrus we Bowl. I think it was either yeah, that was last year. Okay, the 18 year we were 11th, so we would have been in the yeah. playoff. And we right. we lost three games. Like, yeah, go 10 and two, and you're in. You're in the playoff. Yep. If you go ten and two in the SEC, you're nine in the and three, you very, you know in the SEC, you you can maybe. probably sneak in that 10-11 spot. Yep. Honestly, you you probably yep. can. And I and I truly believe that if we can keep these core coaches together, I really believe that he can make that run. I really do. I do too. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. So that's. That's my big stance for Kentucky football yeah. that, that's going to surprise most people, you know. You know, yeah. in 2024, 2025, if Kentucky's name is called in that top 12, it's going to surprise a whole lot of people. Who would have thought and, we'd ever yeah. – And I'm going to tell you right now, Kentucky fans, it's going to be insane. <laughs> if, if people think – that Kentucky fans are crazy about basketball. You just wait to see the sea of blue that shows up. Oh my gosh! When, when we make kidding. the college football playoff championships. I mean, I know I'm some Kentucky fans are supposed to like basketball first and foremost. That's supposed to be our first love. But like, I'm a I get more excited about football. I really do. I'm not right ashamed now, to say that. Yeah. It's going to be nuts. Kentucky fans are going to be crazy when Kentucky makes. Now, how the would the playoffs work? Like, would it be just the like the New Year's Six? Would that be the, the six games that happen? Or would there be, like, higher seeds get to play at home? Or, like, how would that work? So, they, they announced it this past week, um, the the – for 2024 and 2025. So here's the way it's going to work. The top four seeds get a bye. Okay. Okay. So then you have five through eight who actually get a home playoff game. Okay. The first round is home. Is at home. Five will play 12. Six will play 11. Seven will play 10. And yep. eight will play nine. Okay. It's and not the, crazy that we could, that and we the could higher seed in. and the yeah. higher seed, the five, six, seven, and eight seeds actually are going to get a home playoff game. Do y'all understand how huge that will be? Yeah, it's it's not it's not out of the question that we can sneak in that top eight and get a home playoff game in Lexington. Yeah, you want to talk about crazy? Oh I mean, my can, can you imagine? Can you imagine us playing like I don't know Oklahoma State or something? Yeah, Oklahoma and, or something? Or Oklahoma yeah. and Lexington yeah. playoff game? That would be absolutely insane. Like USC. Yeah, yeah, you know. USC. Yeah, that would be insane. Yeah. Or like Notre Dame or something. Yeah, Notre like, Dame. Yeah, I mean. It would be insane. I'm telling y'all, and I think there's a possibility that this stuff could happen. I really do. Now, 
This oh, yeah. coming year is only four teams again. You know, Kentucky has a really tough schedule this 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 coming yeah, year. Yeah, when you got to play Georgia and Alabama, yeah, it's not and of course Tennessee. Yeah, they're um, not going to. Well, at least we get them at home. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. Uh, we play Alabama at home. Yeah, it's Senior Day. Yeah, and then the the Georgia game is away. Yeah, this year. But you're not beating Georgia at home or what? I mean, I just don't think anybody's beating. No, Georgia. we're not. We're not beating Georgia. Yeah. I I just don't it see it. Where it is? Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter where it is. And and to be honest yeah. with you. I would be shocked right now, sitting here, if we was to beat Alabama, even even if it's at home. I would too. I would too. Um, now, I think it's now after six weeks of the season, you know, and to see how the two teams are playing, I may I may change my tune a little bit. But setting three months before the season starts, right now, I I can't see that. I you know I just can't really see now. God. I want to kick Tennessee's teeth in so bad. You have no oh, it idea. Was, it was awful. It, it was like this, that watching that game this year, like that was the worst experience I've ever had in my life. I mean, that, that was awful. I, I have turned off a total of two Kentucky games. It like not, not football, any kind of Kentucky game uh, in my whole life. I've turned off two before the buzzer sounded uh, that Tennessee game this year. And then, the Duke year when they beat us with Zion and they were up by like 30 at halftime. I, I turned that off at halftime. Uh, but yeah, that was awful. I turned it off in the third quarter. I was just like, I can't, can't take this anymore. Like that, that was awful this year. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, no I know. Just, yeah. I, and I, I know that there are other teams that I'm supposed to probably not like. Um, but I'm going to tell y'all right now. I, I just I that Tennessee team that team down south of us, man. I just don't like them at all. <laughs> Y'all have no I idea. Remember, yeah. I was I, playing. Listen, um, I do this show, and I and I and I try to be unbiased most of the time. But we're doing a Kentucky show tonight, so I'm I'm really kind of showing some some of my colors that I don't always show when I college sportscast. I've actually got on a Kentucky shirt as well tonight. I did yeah. that on purpose, actually. Uh, um, oh yeah. yeah, but yeah, I, I was in uh, I was in UK's marching band. I went to the uh, I was playing in the pep band when we went to play Tennessee when Josh Dobbs was there, and they just you know destroyed us down in Knoxville. And I just like wanted to get out of there. It was just like I you got a headache from hearing Rocky Top over and over again and seeing all that orange. It was just like it was awful. Yeah, it was it was awful, but it's so satisfying when we beat them. Like when we beat them down a couple years ago down there, that was just I enjoyed the heck out of that. I mean, like for the entire year leading up to the next game, I mean, every day I was just like, man, we, we destroyed Tennessee, man. It was awesome. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, there's just not another team really. I I know the Kentucky fans despise Duke. I know the Kentucky fans despise Louisville. Yeah. I know, you know, there's for me, Tennessee is right. Tennessee's way worse than Louisville to me. It's hard for me to hate. I mean, I do hate Louisville, but it's hard for me to hate Louisville the past couple of years because we just beat them up in every sport. 
like it's not even close. So it's like, why? <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah. know, it's like there's no point in, in getting. Jeff Brom's going to turn game. that around, though. By the way, Cole. he is. He Brom, is. Brom's a good coach. Like right away, like I think even this year, yeah. it's going to be a different. Kentucky fans, different that's that's game. one game the Kentucky fans better kind of change their tune on and and get because Jeff Brom is going to turn that around. Yeah, he is. He is. Tennessee and I'm glad about have, that because Tennessee does have the worst fan base ever, ever. Yeah. Seriously. I've yep, been they, to too many do. Tennessee games. Yep. Um, I, I'm telling you, they have the worst fan base ever. I'm, and I'm not even – it's not even close. I mean, honestly. It used to be like when Louisville's good, Louisville rivals them. But the past couple of years, we've just talked trash to Louisville, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we know." Like, they don't even, <laughs> but it's they kind of funny, to me, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I remember just like when I was I was at the game when um, Lamar fumbled, uh, and all the Louisville fans were talking trash, like, "Don't worry, it's almost basketball season," that kind of thing. And then you know we beat them; it was like the the best thing ever. So. Uh, <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit about transfers and recruiting in football. So I don't think too many people have paid a whole lot of attention to this, but Kentucky football has had 18 players transfer since the end of the season this this year. Yeah. It's a lot. Not as many as Colorado. Have you seen the Colorado uh, stuff? Yes, yes, yes. I, I know, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, it's a lot of players to lose in, to the transfer portal in one year, I think. Um, it is. We, it's not – I don't think it's crazy for this day and age because I think more people are transferring in general because of NIL stuff. But It's unbelievable. Uh, dude. This whole transfer yeah. portal stuff is out yeah. of control. You're talking yeah, about Colorado, okay? There were players that transferred to Colorado in mid-January and then, and then turned left. around in mid-April and put their name back in the transfer portal and left. Have you seen twice what the number, in three months? Have you seen what the numbers up to now? Football? You talking yeah. about the total for Colorado or yeah, for Colorado? Just um. I'm going to give you a crazy stat, okay? Okay. And you may have seen this. Okay. All right. So this was two or three days ago. Yep. And this is not – this is – so last August when football season started, okay? Yep. I'm not talking about – I'm not talking about since December when, when Dion was there, Okay. I'm talking about since last August, which was about nine months ago, nine or ten months ago, when football season started. There was the college football has 85 players on scholarship, okay? I'm going to give you a crazy stat. All right. Colorado has had 70. Not, not 70, 71. Okay, seventy-one. That, that's what I was gonna. That's why I was asking you if you knew. It's up to seventy-one. Have transferred yep. from Colorado since last August. Do you guys understand yep. how crazy that number is? That's like nearly the whole team. The, that's nearly the entire roster. 
Yeah. That's crazy. And then you can't take into the fact that one of them's his son. That transferred so, so, in. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe how many of those fourteen left over transfers from Jackson State? You know. I mean, it's it's uh, I, I I mean I don't even know how to put it in words. It is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah like how I do said, you? Like I said, you probably seen the stat too. And this isn't just since Dion took over. Okay, I think since Dion took over, it's around fifty. I think. Yeah. I think it's uh, around. It could be. It could I be. think it's around 50 since Dion took over, I th- which is still an astronomical number. But 71 of 85 scholarship players yeah. in in nine months is an insane number, by the way. Insane. It is. Clyde said, wait, Dion's son transferred from Colorado. No, Clyde, I was saying that how many of the 14 staying – like, I think Dion's son is one of the 14 that are staying. So, if you don't count him, it's really only 13 people that are not transferring or that haven't transferred. Um, right. If you assume they had 85 or whatever. Um, but, yeah, that's insane. Well, you know, that's my alma mater. I went to Colorado for grad school. Oh, did you? That. No, yeah. Did. <laughs> so, yeah. No. So, I, I know uh, so you were, Ralphie. You were in Bannock, Kentucky as well. What, what year was this, Colin? So I, I did my undergrad at Kentucky. I was there from uh, 2015 to 2019. I did my master's at Colorado uh, from 2019 to 2021, and now I'm down at LSU. So, you made my niece is a drummer in the in the band. She was a pet band. She was actually at Florida uh, at the away Florida game when we beat them in 2018. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, I was okay. I wasn't there in 2018. I was there the last time we had, we had, uh, we didn't beat them down there. But do you I, know I was the name? Do you know the name Emmy Jones? I don't know if I do or not. I probably Jesus. reckon I'm I'm much better with faces than I am with names. So I just wonder. She's my niece, and she's bad at gas on some drills. Well, nice. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, small small world. Uh, okay. I, she was she was in the pet band. She was a UK pet band in 2018. She was at uh, in in Gainesville when they when we beat them the very first time. You know, the first time we'd beat them in Gainesville and I don't know whatever. That's awesome. Forty years. I remember years, watching that game on whatever it was on TV. I, I was yeah. actually I was. You ever been over? Did you ever go to a place over in Lexington, Willie's? That yeah. was there for a while. You know, yeah. I, I, that's how I was watching the Florida game there that 2018 Florida game and the power it was so dramatic it was like storming and the power went out and Willie's like in the last two minutes of the game which oh, was, man, you know, was coming terrible. down to it so it was yeah. the place was packed so we actually all huddled around a guy's phone who pulled up Tom Leach Tom Leach was was calling the final which was everybody's pretty, in there it's quiet as a mouse it's my my first time you know, we had beaten Florida in my, in my whole life. You know, it had been, yeah. what, 30-something 30, 30 years. So it was so dramatic right. like this. Yeah. It was pitch dark, storming outside, and everybody's listening to Tom Leach. It was <laughs> it was actually a pretty cool memory. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So, yeah that, that, that would be a good, cool memory, man. Yeah, actually. But Yeah, I'll never forget Emmy. Um, 
her name's Emily, but we all call yeah. her Emmy. Anyway, being um, her would have been cool too. So I'm jealous. I, I'll never forget her messaging me that night. She was there, and like it was, she was like you said. I mean, she'd never seen it before. You know, yeah. Like you know that we that we beat Florida and all that stuff. You know, so. That's cool. Yeah, those are some fun memories. I just thought when you said um, Kentucky Pet Band, I was thinking, you know what? He might know my niece when you said that. I probably, I'd probably recognize her. I probably, I wasn't in band anymore at that point. I was only in marching band for two years, uh, the first two years. Um, so that's what she was too. I think okay. like the first two years, and she, matter of fact, that was her first year. I believe eighteen. I think I may not cross paths with her then, but. I think that was it's either 17 or 18 was the first year, something like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But so talking about transfer, of course, Devin Leary in, I brought him up. They've, they've, they're doing a good job of getting some big school leftovers. And I'm going to say that because yeah. we're, we've, we've landed a, a top-notch offensive lineman and from USC. Um, we've landed some kids from Ohio state. Um, you know, so we've landed a top notch offensive lineman from Alabama transfer. Yeah. Um, so Ohio state kid too, that Ohio, just transferred. Uh, in. Yep. Ohio state, couple Ohio state kids now, I think that have come in. Um, cause one of, one of those, uh, cornerbacks was Ohio state. Yeah, cornerback, that's right. Yeah, one of the, one, of, one yeah. of the cornerbacks was Ohio State as well. Um, so, you know, they're doing a good job of getting some four, and we got a five-star kid from North Carolina, Silver. Silver. Um, That's right. The defensive, kid. yeah, he, he was a five-star kid, um, and, yep. and we and we landed him from North Carolina. So. You know, overall, when you look, we've brought in Stoops and company have done a really, really good job of landing four and five star kids in the transfer portal. When Josh brings up a good point, rebuilding that big blue wall, I think that that was priority number one in this offseason was oh, let's get that O-line right. Was. If we had any kind of O-line last year, we would have gone 10 or 2 or 11 and 1, I feel like. So, the you know, that was priority number oh, one yeah. for me. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I see Clyde saying seventy-one. Good lord, it's like it's just amazing <laughs> number. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Honestly, it is. It's, it's it's crazy. But so, um, I just wanted to bring that up on the recruiting. Tra- um, you know they're they're lining up some four you know, some four-star players to come in for uh, visits and stuff. And like you said, when we started this kind of football talk, you know, Brad White, Cohen, even Scott Yard that has been with Cohen four that's still there. Um, And uh, Morrow and White and Stoops, you get all these together. And I think they're going to start – pulling some weight and you're, you're going to see Kentucky getting some, you know, some, some good players, even on the recruiting trail. And then you throw in what they can do 
at picking up four and five star kids in that transfer portal, and then Kentucky football's got something. Well, I haven't I haven't seen a lot of Devin Leary tape, but I have watched some, and from what I've seen, I I don't know if he has the same arm strength as Will Levis, but I think he has a more accurate throw than Will Levis does. His his a little better placement. Yeah. On his throws. Uh-huh. He's a little he's a little better. T- he doesn't have the arm strength, but he has a little better touch and placement. And that's what that you know, that sort of short to mid-range game is what Will didn't have. He missed so many of those throws. Yeah. Uh, and, that's and I feel he like has a, that's because he has a gun and he just threw it out there and I mean, you know, but but Larry has a little bit more touch and placement. That's the way I would put it. He seems cool in the pocket too. Like Will never seemed comfortable in the pocket last year, and it, not last like, year, but be, yeah, yeah. How could you be with that line? He was getting but murdered like, most of the time. So, but I don't know. Devin just seems like he he just has that poise to be able to sit there and make the throw. You know, I mean, I'm gonna tell y'all. So, in the Florida game last year, that was a play. I believe it was in the second quarter. I believe it was in the first half. You talking about the Dane Key throw? No, 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 no. This was okay. before that. This is before that throw. There was a play okay. where Levis got laid out early okay. in the game. I remember what you were talking about? Yeah. I mean, they come up under his chin and the the face mask. And, and fell down on top of him. Levis got laid out. And I'm talking about in a split second. I mean, the offensive lineman just whiffed completely. There yeah. was nothing there. The guy just completely whiffed. And in a split second, somehow Levis got the ball out. I don't even know how he got the ball out. It, it happened that quick. But Then we didn't have Chris Rodriguez, which didn't help. And we didn't have Rodriguez. So, okay. So, so, Levis jumped up like nothing happened. And I, I was okay, like, I remember that now. I remember and that. I was now. astonished. Yeah. I was like, holy cow. How did that kid, how'd that guy do that? I mean, he's not a kid anymore, but like, oh my God, how the yeah. hell did he just do that? And when you're taking that kind of beating, you know, you do tend to have bad footwork and and a little uneasy in the pocket, and you know what I mean. And and, oh, yeah. and he and he was last year a little bit when it comes to that. What well, it see it seems to me like the at least the personnel we brought in for the O line this year, like that we're gonna have a better O line this year without a doubt. Um, but I'm curious to ask. I, I think I was telling you earlier before the show started that I'm going to have uh, Freddie Maggard on my show this summer. So I'm, and Freddie's like the football expert. So I want to want to kind of ask him what his opinion on the Big Blue Wall is uh, going into next year. And for my uh, show listeners, your regulars here in the comments, Clyde and Josh, we got a got a couple little teaser. We got a couple big announcements tomorrow of some some people that we're gonna have on this summer that we'll share with you on the show tomorrow so stay tuned yeah. for that we're, we're, we've got two two people coming on this summer that we've that we've landed that we're really Oops. excited about we, so. we, we might have just let one of them out of the bag oh did we 
I, I don't think know. you did. Well, I, I said you said, I said his name. Oh, I already said I already said Freddie. They already know oh, that. Okay, so all right. Two more people in addition. Additional to that. ones. Yeah. Okay, I thought yeah, you did. I was like, "Oops, you might no. have just left that bag." I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been that easy. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I'm sorry, man. I was like, "Uh oh, did we just no, get no. the bag?" I <laughs> know. Uh, yeah, just like said no. No, I, I, I'll be more secret than that. So, all right. So, here's my take on the on the football for for next year. I think that, um, I think we're probably an eight and four team next year, which I'll be okay with. Yeah, I think eight and four is the most likely scenario. Yeah. Um, I think it could most. Definitely, I think it'd be easily seven and five, but I think we could also go nine and three. It's hard yeah, for me I to think see it's ten a possibility. And yeah, it's really hard um, for me to see ten and two because we're losing Alabama and Georgia, and then you know we're going to lose at least one more because we always do. We everybody always drops. We always slip team. up against one team always, and you know, I I think. Last year we got beat by South Carolina early. You know what I mean? Like we always lose to some team that we probably shouldn't have. Yeah. And you we, know, played, we, we lost to Ole Miss away last year, and I don't think that was a that wasn't a terrible loss. Not away. It was it would have been a bad loss if we lost at home like South Carolina. That was an awful loss. Well, oh gosh, I forgot about them Vandy. Don't forget we lost to Vandy. But oh, Mississippi God. State. Y'all, why y'all gotta? Why y'all gotta remind me of this shit? I know. <laughs> uh, but Mississippi State, man, we play them oh. on the road, don't we? We play Mississippi State on the road this year, yeah. Uh, yeah, we can't win in Starkville. Like every time we go to Starkville, we it's like we forget how to play football, and and so I can't pick us to win down there. So there's nine and three. Right there, if you do Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi State, and then if you factor in yeah. one more, yeah, it's like there's eight and four sitting right there. So I, I think yeah. I think it's eight and four. I mean, you're you're right. Could we get to nine and three? I think we can. Um, but it could we could very easily be seven and five. I just think that with Leary, I think we're gonna. I think eight and four is where we'll be at. That's what I say. Yeah, I think so. Just, um, just number early on. You know, while while you're on the show with me, yeah, I I think uh, I could also see Kentucky doing something like losing on the road to Vandy and beating Alabama at home or something. I mean, I just feel like that's a very Kentucky football yeah, thing to happen. A, oh so, yeah, we always um, lose to somebody that we shouldn't lose to. God. Yeah, we shouldn't lose to Mississippi State this year. Josh and Clyde, y'all don't y'all shouldn't. Even, Reminded me of that stuff. That's terrible. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's all right. Oh, We're on to this year. I can't wait for football season. I'm, I'm sad there was no spring game. I went to LSU's spring game down here, so that tied me over a little bit. But right, uh, that was fun. But yeah, LSU's got all some right. Fun. Sort of mention it at least. So Kentucky baseball had a great series yeah. last weekend. Swept South Carolina. Kind of got back in the race for a possible uh, uh, hosting a ring game, you know, um, 
and, and it's possible that they could do that. The SEC tourney starts in a couple of weeks, um, and uh, they're at 14 wins. They play Florida and Tennessee, or Tennessee and Florida, the next two weekends. Um, Florida's going to be mighty tough. Um, Tennessee won't be easy, but I do think that we possibly could win the Tennessee series. We probably won't beat Florida. Um, but if we could win two or three of these games, then we have a good chance of hosting a region, a region tournament game or the, you know, for the. Yeah. And who would have guessed that after, after the season we had last year, everybody thought Mangione was going to be fired. So this year, right. Like he's done a, he's done a great job. The pitching staff at Kentucky has been fantastic. They have some timely hitting. They have a yep. fantastic pitching staff. Um, so we almost I, won the know, series down at, at LSU down here. They in did. Almost won. They did. And, and and South Carolina was the third ranked team in the country last wing and last week, and they swept, swept them. them. So uh, go yeah. Cats! I'm hoping I'm hoping the, the Bat Cats can pull it out and maybe make the College World Series for the first time ever. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. We never. We are the only SEC school that's never made the College World Series. SEC is the like the best in baseball too. I mean, usually, usually Mississippi State is like Mississippi State and Vandy are usually like the teams, right? But I mean, Vandy's Vandy is. No, they're Mississippi State. I think. I think both of them is going to miss it this time. Mississippi. Well, the past two. Past two national champions of baseball have been Mississippi State and Ole Miss. I know. So. And I think they're fixing to miss the SEC playoff. Uh, yeah. Attorney, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So I just wanted to give them just a bit of pub. I've got to close up the show here in a minute. So I wanted to uh, talk about the SEC baseball. And then I want to get your thoughts on Kara Elsey for next year. What's – what what's your thoughts on Kyra Elsey and where the women's program is and is you know is she on the hot seat? Yeah, I think she's definitely on the hot seat. I think she'd be gone had had we not won the SEC championship. I mean, that was our first, the question is how much time is that buyer because we beat South Carolina, which was huge. Uh, and we had never won an SEC championship in school history. So, I mean, but I don't see – I mean, I don't even know, like, I don't think we're getting any really good transfers in the portal or anything, right? I mean, like, I, I don't think that um, – I don't think she has the talent to be able to to compete in the SEC this year. I just don't think so. I don't see how anything's going to be different this year than the past two years is what I'm saying. I mean, but we just talked about Mangione turning around too. So I hope she does. I like her. I think she I did too, a good, you know? I, did, I think she did a good job stepping in for Matthew Mitchell, just kind of out of nowhere. Um, I think she's a good coach, but we've had a down past couple of years and she doesn't have a $90 million. She can definitely like coach Calvin. in the tournament, SEC tournament. Man, she's got that down. She made a run this year with a team that was terrible. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I mean, she they, makes... they were terrible this year, and then they turned it up in the SEC tournament and got to the semifinals. Yeah. After winning it the year before. Yep. Of course, you know, that was with Ryan Howard. Well, I'm but, the, yeah. the, right. Yeah, that makes a big difference. 
I'm in the powerhouse <laughs> of uh, of college women's basketball right now down here, Baton Rouge. Yeah, yeah, they're they're killer. They got they're, they're they're they're, transfer point guard from Louisville is coming Louisville. here. Then Angel Reeves is coming back. Yeah, I know they they're going to be a powerhouse next year. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And and already won it this time. So um, Angel Reese is racking up the NIL stuff. Yeah, she is. She, she is. she's she's going to make more it's than cool. most guys. Matter yep. of fact, she's making more at LSU than any. I don't know about any than most of the WNBA players. I think she said that actually. She literally said, "Why would I go to the WNBA? Like I'm making more in college or something." It's like, yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Clyde, uh, you wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Josh says LSU might go forty and zero. They might. I mean, UConn. Who's that girl? Played Paige Buchers at UConn. Yeah. She's going to come back uh, from from ACL yeah. tear next year. So they'll they'll be good and. But I don't know that South Carolina will be what they were this year. I mean, they'll still be really nah, good. But... I, 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 they'll be good. She'll have them playing. But I don't think they'll be undefeated good through the season. Yeah. So, LSU, on the other hand, might be. So. Yeah. Yeah, they we'll could see. be. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. We've been on for an hour and a half. It's been fun. I appreciate you coming on with me, Coleman. We've talked about Thanks most everything that, we, that that I wanted to cover. Um, it goes by so so much quicker than than what you think it's going to go by. Yeah, uh, when you're does. doing this, don't you think when you're doing it, doesn't it go by oh, so yeah. much quicker? Yeah, like an hour is nothing. Like an hour, I just know. Goes by. Yeah, I, I know. know. It does. So absolutely. Um, we appreciate you being on with us tonight, man. Maybe I'll jump on your show sometime soon. And, Heck yeah! Uh, Come on, yeah, and uh, and we'll talk some more Kentucky stuff. And like I said, I've been a little bit more biased tonight than I normally am on my show. I treat quite so biased because I've talked other fan bases and and stuff like that. But when I have you guys on and I'm doing a Kentucky show, I'm going to show the true me. So, and I I have no problem being a Kentucky fan. So because <laughs> that's who I am. Me yeah, true blue, true blue. I, I, I've been that way. Um, my family's diehard. I mean, you know, we, Heck yeah, the whole bleed blue stuff. You know. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. For All right, guys. Me on, uh, Brad. Really appreciate it. Thanks everybody for watching. Yep. Yep. We appreciate it. Appreciate everybody on and chatting with us and Coleman. Like I said, maybe we, maybe we can do this again sometime, too. Heck, yeah, anytime. Always happy to. All right. All right, man. I appreciate it. You guys have a great night. Um, we will see you on Sunday for College Sportscast, 3 o'clock.